On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are going to be talking to the 2019 Big Ten Player of the Year, an All-American, the all-time Big Ten assist leader, Cassius Winston, joined us from his apartment in East Lansing, I believe, Tate. I believe he he's quarantined like the rest of the country, right? Yeah, who would have thought that uh, college basketball players are just like the rest of us? So uh, he's playing uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. he's playing Warzone, he is just sitting around, and he obviously has a lot of free time because he wants to talk to us. So what a day. Yeah, I, we talked to him for about 20 minutes. It was fun. Uh, he's he, he he seems to be like all of us, just kind of in denial that this is uh, what he is doing with his march, is mm-hmm. just kind of sitting around staring at the wall. But um, anyway, we're, we're, we're going to talk to him. We're also going to break down this uh, this this big news that the HBO HBO is releasing the tapes. Tate, uh, it's yeah. coming. Will Wade, Sean yes. Miller, it's coming, or is it? I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, but there, there's a, it's, a new. It's definitely it's definitely coming. Yeah, it, it, there's a new documentary coming out. We know that it's coming. Um, HBO is putting out at the end of March that has the tapes. We've we've been we've been clamoring for the tapes for years. And HBO has them. They are going to release them. We couldn't be more excited about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Also hit some uh, some news and notes around the country. And Tate, Tate's fascination with trying to find out who it would have won the national championship. He, he's crunching the numbers. He's running the simulations. He's doing the simulations of the simulations I, to determine the best simulation yes, of all. Yes, that's what it is. I, 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 I am basically, I am an aggregator. I am aggregating what everyone else is saying about the national champion. And I'm trying to figure out based on their ridiculous picks, who the actual national champion is, because it's the way that you react to it as well. You know what I mean? Because if you think you want to be the national champion, you, you don't get to be the national it's champion. True. You know, it's a, there's a grace to it. There's a humility to it. There's an art to it. And we're trying to figure out what that may be. And, uh, cause I want to crown a national champion. You're going to put, I want to figure it you're out. You're going to put all, you're going to find 68 different outlets that have, declare national champions through their simulations and then you're gonna put those in a bracket and simulate those results and then it's never gonna end this is this is what the 2020 tournament's legacy is going to be it's going to be 70 years from now and people are still running like simulations and algorithms and all that kind of stuff whatever fan you're talking to they would have won the title in 2020 absolutely whoever you're talking to if you're talking to if you're talking to an auburn fan you're like look that auburn team i know that they were struggling for a little while but samir dowdy they were gonna win it that year 2020 that was their year and you just do that with whatever team you're talking about. You're like, that Georgia team, they're going to go on a run on the SEC tournament. You know what I mean? You know Tom Crean would have gotten to the tournament. And then if, once they're in the tournament, anything could have happened. Well, last show, last show, I crowned like five teams national champions. And then um, I had fans reaching out to me like, what about our team? And I was like, sure, put them on the list. <laughs> Adam, Baylor, forgot about you. Add Baylor. Why not? Um, just keep it going. Everyone's a national NC champion. NC State had us on pack pride. Uh, yeah. We're going to yeah. – we're gonna, see where this thing goes it's we're, we're quarantined it's let's get weird america it's time to get weird that's what this show does best and that's what these circumstances call for so that's what we're going to do but first woody durham he takes the time out technical foul. technical foul technical foul All right, it is Thursday afternoon. This is day eight of the quarantine by my count. I uh, it, it officially tape. Where do you start the quarantine counter? I started on the twelfth last Thursday, which was when we found out the tournament was basically canceled. That's when I feel like everything kind of came to a head, and it was time to just lock yourself inside your room. Um, so if that if we're going off of that, this is day eight of the quarantine. Um, is that what you, is that what you would say is the the start of all this? I'm currently on day seven of the quarantine because for okay. me, I have been absolutely uh, locked in away from people for going on seven days. In fact, 
dating back to my birthday, which is Friday the 13th, um, where again, I joined the 27 club on Friday the 13th. So just for me and my own peace of mind, I'm just saying that was the start just so I can say it was an unlucky day. Wait. You know what I mean? This is what you'd expect of a Friday the 13th. You joined the 27 club? So who am I talking to right now? <laughs> no, you're talking to the the former the former Tate Frazier, the the man, the artist that once was uh, a podcaster. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what you're talking. How are you to. feeling? That's what the people want to know. The people want to know, and the answer is uh, it's quite simple. It's uh, I'm here, and uh, like I said, I I am uh, I'm alive and well. I am uh, I'm not coughing as much as I was in the last episode. I obviously am in a much better uh, location than I was in, uh, than the last episode. Uh, my parents. Uh, we're very concerned about where I was, what I was doing, what was going on. And uh, I just had to give him, you know, one word. And that was quarantine. You know what I mean? I, I had to stay inside. I had to figure out what was going on. I still don't know uh, definitively. But like I said, uh, I am feeling better. And guess what, Mark Titus? I haven't even told you this. I, I haven't even told you this offline. And I can't wait to tell you online. I go to Yale. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but I now I now go to Yale. Um, wait what and that is what I, yeah, yeah yeah i i am a yale student uh i'm an ivy league student i i'm part of the ivy league champs um it's nice to be a part of such a prestigious university um it's nice to to sun all these duke kids when they talk about ivy league things i'm like you wouldn't understand it um but yes i enrolled in intro to classical music uh at yale university it's available online for free um no. and that is what i've been doing uh, in my free time so i go to yale and oh, you know what's the most messed up thing about this? You can pay you can pay fifty dollars to take a free class, so you get a certificate that basically is from Yale that says like I took a class at Yale. And I yeah. thought about getting that certificate just for the bit, but I decided against it, and I'm just gonna take it for free. But you know, in in all seriousness, I do go to Yale now. <laughs> Please respect that I go to Yale. This is this is fantastic. Yeah. You said you, you did upgrade your uh last time you and I kind of switched. Last show we did, I yeah. was kind of upright and looking, you know, <laughs> decent enough. Um and you were laying on the floor in a in a dark room. <laughs> um, God knows where you were. Now we switched, like you you seem to be put together. Mm. I I am not. I'm laying on my floor in front of my couch. Um, th this is this is one of my favorite things about the quarantine is all these shows that are continuing. We get to see. I've, I've I we now have record of every media member's office and living room in America. Every sports media guy on earth is now coming to you live from his office, and they all got the books in the background, the bookshelf, all that. Yes. Um, I'm really yeah. upset, man, because I had a great setup in Ohio. If this quarantine would have happened last year, I would have had I would have been stunting like crazy with my office in Ohio with like all the books I had hanging up and like mm -hmm. my jersey and all that kind of stuff. Um and the final four posters. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now I'm just in this dumpy apartment in LA and uh I'm laying on my floor because I can't get a good angle <laughs> on anything. It's it's you know, it affects us all in different ways, Tate. This thing is <laughs> taking a toll on all of us. <laughs> We're all um, taking our hits out here. Nobody's safe. I, I, uh, so, so you are now at Yale. Um, I, what I've been up to yeah. since the last show, which I want to preempt it. I want to apologize to everybody. I was, I was a little, uh, I was a little crazy on the last show. I was a little bit like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. My emotions were getting the best of me. This whole thing was, I don't, I, I, I just, uh, it was too much. It was all just too much. I was going out. I, I was just paying attention to what was happening in the world and also the tournament. And I was trying to mourn that. And, um, I, I, I wanted to do anything on earth except the show. 
and uh, unfortunately, our, our the, the Fox lawyers are like, "Well, you're not going to get paid unless you do the show." So I was like, "Shit, I guess I got to do the show." Right, uh, yeah, we're we're like, I can't wait to do the show. I'm in a better mood now. Um, one thing that has changed is I shaved. Uh, I impulsively woke up and just shaved my entire face, which is the first time in a very long time I've not had a beard. Why I did it, I don't know. The quarantine again, it's it's taking its toll on all of us. It's driving, and, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. manifests in weird ways. Um. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of board games. That's what I'm up to. That's my update, my quarantine update. Uh, what else? I watched The Prestige yesterday. What a great movie. You're loving this. Oh, You're loving The Quarantine. So good. It's the Prestige is so I'm good. I'm loving it because, like, I, you know what? You know what's funny? I will point this out. So a lot of my friends, right, that you know, they're they're asking questions. They're like, well, what are you going to talk about now? What are you going to yep. talk about? Like, they're enjoying this because they know that I have nothing to talk about. And they yeah. already are upset that I have this job anyway. So they're like, right. oh, so now what are you going to talk about? And I, I was like, well, the beautiful thing about Titus and I is that we don't really talk that much basketball anyway. <laughs> and I was like, and we'll just, I was like, we'll make it work. You know what I mean? And, and sure enough, you brought up the prestige, which I watched four nights ago. And oh, really? let me just say a, a phenomenal movie that is so well put together. And Christian Bale should have won an Oscar for that performance. I mean, the man's playing two different people, mm -hmm. but two different love lives. I mean, a masterful performance, Spoiler alert. Uh, unlike any other uh, one of Nolan's best. Oh yeah. For people that don't know. Uh, yeah. The prestige came out in 2006. Sorry if you haven't seen it in the past 14 years and, and I just ruined it for you. Uh, but you should go watch that movie world. Uh, that's great to hear that you watch that. And what board games are you playing? Uh, can, can, you, so, can we get into that? Well, I, I got out. There's a there's a board game called Pandemic, uh, which I played all the yes, time. I do know this. Yeah, yeah. I used to play it all the time, and um, it, it it's it's a great board game. But uh, you know, I I played it a million times, and then I thought, why don't we dust that one off and play that one a little bit? It was a little too on the nose. I thought it'd be like fun or funny or interesting to try to play. But it got it was a little too much, so I I, I stopped playing that. Uh, we played a game of Dominion, um, which is a fun little card game. It's a uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know the people that are into board games know that one. That one's pretty straightforward. Um, nothing nothing too crazy though. We're we're just we're just doing that. Watching the Prestige. You're absolutely right though. It is funny because everyone, all of our friends and family that like hate so much that we get paid to do this are now like oh they're like rubbing their hands yes. together they're like yes they're licking their chops. now you idiots yeah. have to like now you have nothing to talk about but you have to do shows what are you gonna yeah. do what what will they do yeah. now i'm like i'll just talk yeah, about the prestige exactly. and I, or, or anything else and then luckily cassius winston's like i am also yeah. not doing anything so i would love to call into the show so we're like oh boom yeah looks like we got a college basketball we're doing show. it Perfect. um my one comment on the prestige <laughs> is i love that era i love um i i so i had this i had this thought like I would love to have a top hat and a cane like uh, Hugh Jackman does. You know, again, spoiler alert, he breaks his leg and then he's walking with the cane in some of that movie and he's got the top hat. And I was thinking about this tape. What, how old do you have to be to where you can use a cane in everyday life but not have a disability? You're just like, you're, you're just the old guy with the cane. Because if you do it, like if I did it now and I was just walking around and just kind of had like a pimp strut and I used a cane, everyone would be like, look at this guy. What is he doing? But I feel like there's an age, like once you hit like 60 or something, you can just incorporate a cane into your everyday life and no one would, no one would blink. I can't wait to be that old. I'm going to be a great cane I don't cane think guy. it has a number to it. I, I I think it has an outlook where you're like so far into life that you have such lack of, of social care for what others think that you're like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I will use a cane even if it's not necessary. And if someone says something about it, 
it won't even affect me. And in fact, if it does, I'll just beat them with my cane. You know what I mean? Like it's like it just becomes like a weapon of choice in case someone wants to call you out on it. You know what I mean? That's like that's where you got to get yeah. to because a lot of people use their canes, you know, like, not just for walking. Um, so, yeah, I think you're <laughs> I think you could do this. All right. I I, I want to be a cane guy. A cane guy would be so great. I would love to just have like a I don't know, like a I'll have a golden retriever head on the top of the cane. Like, yeah, and and I walk like a like Corella Deville's like Boy, this uh, is going off third husband. Yeah, let's uh let's bring this back around to basketball. Um, speaking Please. of movies and quarantine, what what are uh you, you you texted the group the other day that you've been watching basketball movies? What are should we should we rip through our basketball movies? What are the best basketball movies to watch in the quarantine? Well, number one, I, or is this, I is this my, too much? I, oh. All right. No, I, I have my shirt on number one. So Space Jam is my favorite movie of mm-hmm. all time. And uh, also, you know, okay. and historically, you know, this is the last time the NBA shut down was because, you know, Michael Jordan had to go beat, you know, the Monstars. Um, so that was like a little historical, right. you know, little tidbit. We've been us. here before. We've been here before. And it was good to see that Michael Jordan can always save us at the end of the day. Even though he's not at the height of his powers, he can still save us. So that was good to know. And like in the back of my mind. Is that what uh, Space Jam 2? Have, have, they, have they already made Space Jam 2, or is this going to yes. be a rewrite that LeBron is saving us from Corona? Is I, that going to be the... Uh... I think he's just not going to be able to save us because he's not able to go to the facilities. That's what he's going to say on Space Jam 2. Yeah. He's like, all right, I, I cannot go to the facilities. Yeah. I wish, I wish <laughs> just shrugged. He's like, it's like, I wish that I could, but I don't have a hazmat suit here. Um so Space, I watched, Jam, Space Jam Two is LeBron. He's doing a he's doing a PSA on the importance of washing your hands, and it's like an hour and a half of LeBron like doing the Coach O PSA uh, where he's like, "This is LeBron James, uh, and folks. Uh, here's what." And that's just the entire yeah. go Tigers. Yeah, I couldn't hear a word that Coach O said in that hand washing thing, but I but I loved it every second of it. I was like, "This is really good." I think. Um, but yeah, watch Space Jam the other day. Lives up to the high. Bill Murray, funny as ever, all great. Uh, my number mm-hmm. two is He Got Game. Haven't watched that. Um, that's something that, that I really, you know, always tune into. And then number three on my list, I said hoop dreams because like you you and I have both seen hoop dreams, but it almost has to be on the list in that order. Like it has to be in the top three or you're like kind of being offensive to, to just like the hustle of basketball, I feel like. So I'll say that's number three. Number four is Joanna man. And Joanna man was not in my top five, uh, as, as early as four days ago. Um, but after watching it recently and realizing yet again that it was filmed in Charlotte and it has so many North Carolina little like, you know, things that kind of pop up. I'm like, wow, Joanna, man. Amazing. And then number five is uh, White Men Can't Jump. And that's also one of those that, like historical prep, you know, precedent I have to throw in there. But really, number one is Teen Wolf. And uh, and I don't think people consider that a basketball movie. I think there's some people that get upset about that. But Styles is one of my favorite characters, and he's in Teen Wolf, and uh, he's best friends with Michael J. Fox's character, and it's a basketball movie. And those are my top five slash top six. Is Teen Wolf a basketball movie? Is the is Die Hard a Christmas movie of yes. basketball movies? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And the answer is yeah. definitively yes because it is played pretty much on a basketball court. That's how it plays out. And that's when he becomes the wolf. Yeah, that's what, the wolf thrives in the. We basketball. have we have very similar, we have very similar tastes, which is why we get along so well. I ha, I have all of everything you said. Uh, Hoop dreams would probably be number one, but hoop dreams doesn't really feel. I, I feel like documentaries. If we're really being serious, like all the top five should all be documentaries. Like Benji yes. has a great thirty for thirty, yeah. and um, right. hoop dreams is awesome. My favorite part about hoop dreams, for all you folks listening, if you want to go back and rewatch it, is uh, Kevin O'Neill, um, who coached. Arizona for a half second. He was at Marquette at the time and he goes into he's doing the recruiting pitch. 
and he goes into one of those living rooms and plays like a a, a video to get um one of the, I forget which kid. It, I, it's been a long time since I watched Hoop Dreams. I just remember this this story. He uh, he goes in. He's recruiting one of those kids, and he uh, plays the video, the Marquette like uh, uh, what what's the what would you call it the the glamour reel the 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 reel that's just like Marquette's awesome. You should come here. He, yeah, the he puts the VHS reel. in the VCR. Yeah, the highlight reel. I guess it would be called. Um, and it's set to "I've Had the Time of My Life." That song. <laughs> I've had the time of my life, and it's just like all Marquette stuff. <laughs> and he's in the inner city of Chicago trying to get these kids to Mario. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> that right there is. Uh, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, so that's how college basketball works. These dorky white dudes. Yeah. go into these black neighborhoods to get these guys to to commit to them and uh they they have no idea what the hell they're doing and wow this is great college basketball gotta love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah documentary should be different but yeah it's also it's so good that it has to be in the list so we'll, we'll throw it in there but you're gonna are you gonna say hoosiers that's what most people on twitter i know you're not on hoosiers right yeah now. of course yeah, dude yeah, okay I, I did not say hoosiers yeah so, hoosiers yeah. hoosiers that's on your list. Of course, Hoosier, Hoosiers is Hoosiers is my number one um, if the, of the non-documentaries. It's got to be Hoosiers for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. I don't know. I don't need to defend Hoosiers. People shit on Hoosiers because it's, it's it's cool now. I, I listen. I it's it's cool to it. Hoosiers invented the sports movie. I don't even mm-hmm. care what time. I don't even care if other sports movies came out before Hoosiers. Hoosiers invented the sports movie. That was the first sports movie in my mind that ever existed, and then everyone else just copied it. Um, so yeah, you go back and watch it. It's like the Seinfeld isn't funny trope. Where uh, you know everyone copied Seinfeld for so much that you go back and watch Seinfeld, and people think it's not funny because it's just like basic humor. It's because everyone else copied it. That's what Hoosiers is. Hoosiers was the greatest mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone copied it, mm-hmm. and then now you go back and watch. You're like, oh, I've seen this before. You've only seen it before because everyone copied Hoosiers. Hoosiers is the best. And that's no my, one's ever, no pick. one's ever anyway. seen Jimmy Chitwood uh, play at that level. You know what I mean? No one's ever seen another Jimmy Chitwood. They yeah. would never understand it unless they believe in Gordon Hayward, I guess, because he's the real living I, example of that. I gotta say. Speaking of Hoosiers, I got the text from my dad today that the IHSA state tournament was canceled, and he, I get, I, I guess, was just canceled now. Like it hasn't been canceled. I, they, I think they postponed it initially, and they officially canceled it. I can only imagine what Bill Titus is, his thoughts are. My, my high school was still in the tournament. They had won their sectional state. They were, mm-hmm. they were humming along. It, it looked like there, there might be some, uh, some state championships, uh, in, in store for the, for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave me the text though that that. I don't think my dad was disagreeing with it. I think it was just like, it, it's just fun. All the things that have been canceled in this world in these, in the last week and everything that's getting shut down. Mm-hmm. I think this was like the final straw for my dad. <laughs> he was like, you sons of bit. Like <laughs> he finally, he's finally like, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't care. How, how, I don't care if this makes me, you know, what this makes me look like, but I'm going to say it. Coronavirus. I don't like it. <laughs> I, finally got yeah, to, you're like dead. I don't neither, like. It. Yeah, mm. neither do I. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I don't know if you watch <laughs> the debates, uh, like Joe Biden and Bernie. Like I was watching the debates and, and going through Twitter, and someone's like, "I'm pretty sure Joe Biden's gonna fight coronavirus by the end of this thing." You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's what I feel like the energy is coming <laughs> out. You know. Um, I swear to God, if you could, if you could put coronavirus, if you could turn it into a human being and then drop it in the state of somewhere in the state of Indiana right now. Mm-hmm. And and you get those rabid fans that just had their state tournament, their high school state tournament canceled. Oh, it's not lasting 30 seconds. People are. Yeah. 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 Let's just put it, like it, a, it would, a, a Thanos, a, a Thanos character like goes down there as, <laughs> yeah, and they just get people are just as beating the- him up. <laughs> yeah that's what we want to see uh yeah well I, i'll pour one out for bill Biden. let's talk about this documentary um what, what are you showing me 
a drop the mic moment. A drop the mic moment for a minute. Christian Dawkins. That's what that's oh, what I we like got to talk about because I have the New York Times. There it is. And here there and here is. and the New York Times. <laughs> the New York Times. That? This is the headline, folks. A drop the mic moment for a man who paid college basketball recruits. A documentary pulls back the layers of corruption in the college game with a talent scout who was part of it. And for people that are just joining the program, for you and I, this is basically our watershed moment. This was the moment that you and I, after all the jokes, after all, you know, the wink winks and uh, things like that, the FBI came out and said, we have your game plan. We have your game plan. We understand how this works. And we're going to basically expose the underbelly of college basketball via Christian Dawkins. And now two and a half years later, we have a documentary called the scheme on HBO where allegedly all of this will happen. Will it happen, Mark Titus? That is my first question. The tapes are being released. That it will happen. Yes. Well, we saw um, all signs pointing to this is really bad for Will Wade. Although, is it? Because listen, mm-hmm. what what I read, I think I read Matt Norlander's write up on CBS about this. Uh, he he got a screener um, and 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 saw it early, and then wrote like the juiciest detail. He basically spoiled it for everybody. Thanks, thanks, Norlander. Really appreciate that. Um. <laughs> But he, he was going through uh, – the, the big bullet point is that we have the tapes now. The tapes have been released. There are wiretaps of Dawkins talking to Will Wade and also talking to Sean Miller. Um, but he, he says that apparently it's pretty damning for Will Wade, but it's not damning for Sean Miller because Sean Miller is a genius and knows how to like talk about this stuff without actually talking about this stuff and be very vague. Mm-hmm. Like Sean Miller's lived his whole life thinking that he's being tapped so he's ready for this stuff he's not he's not that stupid yeah. he knows how to cover yeah. his tracks he he was not surprised that he was being tapped yes yeah he was not surprised at all he's, he's like when, when they when the when the cops came for when the fbi banged on sean miller's door he was he was drinking a glass of scotch and, and it was just crossed his legs in his chair and, he, and they opened what took you so long i've been waiting for you guys yeah <laughs> it, i knew this was coming i've been Street. waiting yeah 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. um so apparently, Sean Miller gets out of this okay because there's no nothing particularly damning, even though he's talking uh he's talking a lot about guys, but it's not discuss money just kind of talking offers, but who knows what offer means? Does offer just mean a scholarship? Does offer mean playing time? Or does it you know he that's what I mean. Sean Miller's smart about this. Will Wade, however, uh we already had the one the one wiretap, right, where he said a strong ass offer to uh um what was it, smart, Javante Smart, right? Javante yeah, Smart, yeah. Yeah, he made Javante smart. He made him a strong ass offer. I think I remember that being the phrase. We we had talked about this before, uh, but he's also talking about Jerome Blossom game. And when he was recruiting Jerome Blossom game, he he says that we could compensate him. He's talking to Dawkins, and he says we could compensate Blossom game uh, better than the rookie minute. Blossom game ended up going to to Clemson for those like not following the, yep. the, the don't they don't remember the stuff. Uh, we could compensate him better than the rookie minimum is what he says. And then Dawkins was laughing and he says, you're probably right about that too. And then Wade says, we'd give him more than the D league. Um, and Dawkins is exactly. And then, and then Wade goes in and has like, he just starts cussing like crazy. This, this is all excerpts from a uh, Norlander's article where he says he was, he was good of, of all this. And then that's when Wade goes in and he starts like talking about the strong ass offer he made to, to smart and, and he's just cussing left and right just to really drive it home that that he's a badass. And then apparently in this documentary, it cuts to Christian Dawkins. And instead of like being upset that like Will Wade has not gotten really anything, nothing's really happened to Will Wade in terms of NSA violations or or I mean it could be coming, obviously, 
Um, but the FBI, he's not been arrested. He has not been, you know, he's not fired. Not, 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 he really hasn't had anything of consequence that he's had to deal with. Whereas Christian Dawkins has been arrested and been had his name drugged through the mud and all that kind of stuff. So you would think maybe Dawkins would be a little upset about this. No. Dawkins, it cuts to Dawkins, apparently, and he just goes, he says, the audacity, you got to take your hat off to him, man. He not only, not only did he not get charged for anything, not only did the government have all this information and evidence and nothing was happening on a criminal level, he also basically just said, F you to the NCA and the university he worked for. Man, that was some G shit. <laughs> and he said, F you to the people that wasn't with him, and he still got to keep his job and make millions of dollars. It's like the perfect storm. This is the life. Will Wade is definitely an effing gangster for what he did. That's what Dawkins' quote is. And I got to say, like, it looks really bad for Will Wade in the sense that he could get fired. He could get, he could, like, realistically, if 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 the system worked like it should, Will Wade would never coach college basketball again after all of this. He, he probably, he's, nothing's going to happen ultimately, but, like, if the system worked. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think he comes out of this looking great. Like, this is, like, Will Wade is, like, kind of strutting. And she's like, hell yeah, baby. This is he, he gets called a gangster. He he gets told that what he did was some G shit. I mean, he's got to love that, right, Tate? Yeah, it's basically you know he considers himself like a star of his own Sopranos at this point. This is his version of The Wire. This is Will Wade on the record on HBO having people say that again he's doing quote unquote G shit. And you know if you're looking at Christian Dawkins, he has gone into the music world. I don't know if you've seen this. So like in all of his uh, his new interviews. He has gone into the Warner music world. He's basically trying to be the Suge Knight uh, at some level. So, like, in the music world, what Will Wade is doing is G-shit. You know, like yeah. I said, that is the P. Diddy, Suge Knight model. You know what I mean? It's just, like, the Birdman model. Just, like, go ahead and just run shit. Like, keep your money. Like, screw people over. Like, that's and, and then charge it to the game. And just say, don't hate the player, hate the game. Right. And then right. walk out. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, what, what a great move by you. What a, what a G move by you. Um, and that's pretty much what he is saying is the, and the reason that he likes Will Wade is because in this article in the New York times, he says Sean Miller deserves an agent, a Hollywood agent, because he's such a good actor. Mm -hmm. He was like, after seeing Sean Miller in the press, we remember the press conference with Sean, <coughs> with Sean Miller. And, you know, he said, you know, and I never would, you know, when he's talking about, you know, paying players, mm -hmm. he was like, never have I ever played it, paid a player at the university of Ar Arizona. And I never would, you know, and, mm -hmm. he, and he said all these different things. And, you know, I never knew Christian Dawkins, even though now he says he kind of knew him. He's like, yeah. I kind of knew him. But like, I didn't know him. I didn't know him back then when I was like, you know, on trial, basically for the university. But but now I kind of know him. So Sean Miller, he is more against because he thinks he's more of an actor. Will Wade, in his mind, is more forward facing, which makes me, you know, ask the question, if you're a fan of Arizona or LSU, which one would you rather have? Yeah. Like the guy that's like a, the ultimate liar or the guy who's like basically saying, hey, come after me because this is how we're doing things. This is this is old guard versus new guard. Uh, Sean Miller is the old guard yeah. line of cheating, of of paying guy, of dropping the bag. That's the old guard. It's like you cover your tracks. You're always vague. You're always just, you know, you you deny things. Like you're, you're so specific with your denial in his press conference when he's like, I did not pay $100,000 to DeAndre Ayton via wire transfer on, De on December 12th. And he's just so specific. So that way 
when it go you go back and look at it, you're like, well, you didn't do that, but you did pay him on the 13th or so. You know, he 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 finds ways. That's the old guard. That's he was the way like, you do but it. I said the 12th. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's <laughs> how the old guard does it. Is you muddy the water. The new guard, uh, which I'm excited about this era of college basketball, is represented by guys like Will Wade, who just stick their chest out and they're like, I paid the guys. Do something about it, bitch. I paid him. Mm-hmm. I I paid him. Yeah. I was called a G. I was called a gangster. Like I don't care. This is this is how college basketball works. In fact, not only do I not care, I would say, and not only am I not a villain, I would say I'm a hero because these kids deserve money. I'm going to give them money, and this is this is what everyone wants. Everyone wants these college basketball players to get paid. I'm doing my part. Come fight me. That's all I got to say about that. Drop the mic moment, like you said, and and you walk away. That's it. And the, yeah. I love it because yeah. If that's where we're headed, I mean, it's great for content guys like you and I. I'll say that much. That is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Christian Dawkins said, look, it's an easy game for these coaches. You pay 50000 and you make $5 million. He was like, those are pretty good odds. And if you think about it, that's pretty much what the system we have in place is. It's like you got to pay, you know, a certain number, which is like at the most we think is around like $300,000. That's the most that's ever been reported for Nas Reed out of, you know, LSU with Will Wade. Mm-hmm. So that's your top number. But you're still making five million a year. Right. You're still you're still making pretty good overhead. That's you know some G what I mean? Shit, like maybe? as far as the system and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's some G shit. You know, that's some pretty G shit. Uh, uh, and uh, you you mentioned the paying of the players legally. We should point this out that it came out that the NCAA uh, they are going to due to the COVID nineteen concerns they're going to push back the NIL uh, conversation mm-hmm. for players to get paid for their likeness because uh, that conversation needs to be had. At a later date, at this point, they're so, gonna push it back ten um, years. Right on, right on cue. Right, right, yeah, right on cue. Out of respect, let's, let's push that back. Out of respect to the country <laughs> and everything we're dealing with, we are going to revisit this ten years from now. Um, we're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry, guys. Yes, yeah. We, we really, unless Will Wade gets six five yeah, stars, yeah. We will, then, then we won't reassess. I swear, we were going to discuss it, and we were about to let players get paid, but now you know it would just be insensitive, so we're not going to, and we're sorry. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Um. There was there was this too from uh, Norlander's article. Apparently, there's a an excerpt where Sean Miller says to Christian Dawkins on one of the wiretaps, "I tell you what, I'll give him credit." He's talking about Will. Wade. I tell you what, I'll give him credit. He got a big set of balls on him. And then Dawkins says, "No, Will Wade doesn't give a shit, Sean." And or or give a expletive. I assume it's shit. I guess it could be f. It could be any expletive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but. Even like Will Wade is such a gangster and he comes out looking so good in all of this that even the parts, the wiretaps of Dawkins and Miller, they're talking about how Will Wade is awesome. So, I mean, this, mm-hmm. if I'm Will Wade, I get the, I get the clips of this. I, I, uh, of all these guys calling me a gangster of all, of all these guys saying it's some G shit saying I have a big set of balls. I, I make a highlight tape. I put, I've had the time of my life on it and I send it out to all the recruits. <laughs> it's just a loop. Yeah. Come to LSU. <laughs> Come Absolutely. to LSU. I mean, or, or you do it like, or you do the new age version, which is like you slap your head on top of Ben Wade's character from 310 to Yuma. And then you let him play it out. And you're like, man, this is the baddest dude of the West. Like yeah. this guy is like, he, he will do anything. Like this guy will knock anybody out. To be the top dog. Um, yeah, I, I think Will Wade, like you said, he comes out the best in this. I think Sean Miller, this is going to be the first step to the end because this mm-hmm. is all Arizona cares about is like the PR spin of this. And I think if the PR spin is that Sean Miller was not only, you know, a part of this, but also not even the cool part of it. Like he was like yeah. looking weak compared to Will Wade. 
Arizona may say, let's give it to Sean Miller and go get Will Wade. I mean, right, that, that right. sounds like more of our guy. Sean, if you're going to cheat, like, come on. Be, <laughs> be more confident. Yeah, in it. go 100%. Be, yeah. Yeah, go yeah, all in. We don't no half yeah. measure, Sean. Please. <laughs> yeah, stop congratulating the other guys at beating you at your own game. I'm proud of you, man. You uh, you were reading the New York Times. You really did. Uh, you really are a Yale student. This is a. Uh, it's really paying off. Yeah, I'm. I just wanted to let you know that if I get a little hoity-toity and pretentious, it's just because I go to Yale well, and it's. I blame my <laughs> classmates uh, more than anything. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, we will keep that on the. We will monitor the situation, as they say, in college basketball circles. Yes. Um, for March 31st, when that documentary comes out, I'm sure we'll be talking about that a lot. Although maybe not, because maybe Matt Norlander just already spoiled all the juicy parts. And, um, but oh well, we'll rehash it. We got nothing but time on our hands. Uh, with that being said, let's get to it, Tate. Let's let's talk to Cassius Winston. See what he's up to. Yes. Um, here it is. Our interview with Cassius Winston. Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Coors Light. Life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on, but every now and then it's important to just stop and crack open a mountain cold Coors Light and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light Mountain Cold Refreshment made to chill there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill and then of course i, I keep telling you it's coarse light the mounds on the bottles and the cans even turn blue when your beer is cold that way you can always know when it's time to chill when you need to hit the reset you can just open that coarse light it's a mountain cold refreshment and uh you know titus and i we're, we're at a point right now right that we we just have to chill out and we just I, maybe sip on some coarse light i am ready coarse Send us some Coors Light, Coors. These are desperate times. I need Coors Light in my belly. Yes, exactly. And as born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. And that's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment of chill. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made for chill. Of course, uh, celebrate responsibly, Titus. That's what we try to do every single time on this program. We absolutely do. We're, we're we're always very responsible, but God forbid you find a way to not be responsible and you're, you know, you've had a little too much to drink and you wake yeah. up the next morning and you need some hydration tape. Cause that's the, that's the way to cure your hangover is, is mm. a quick hydration. You didn't have enough water. Liquid IV has an easy, healthy fix for all your winter dehydration problems. One stick and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Plus you get the added bonus of vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, B12. Bingo. If you're dehydrated, try Liquid IV. It's the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. It is also the fastest growing wellness brand. You can find them everywhere these days. The, the Liquid IV hydration multiplier is at your local Costco, although I wouldn't recommend going to Costco right now. Uh, it is at Whole Foods. It is non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Clean ingredients, convenient TSA-friendly powder packs for travel, although also I would not recommend traveling right now. Uh, it helps prevent jet lag and altitude sickness. Um, yeah, it's liquid IV. I, they, they sent us three packs, Tate. I, uh, before the quarantine happened, our old pal Kyle came over. Oh, to, wow. I, I slipped him a couple of liquid IVs. I said, Kyle, you're, you're the kind of guy who needs this more than I do. Take a couple of these sticks, report back to me, and tell me what you found. And, boy, Kyle Crichton had, had glowing reviews of liquid IV. I've been using it as well. Like, I use it before I go on runs. It's great to stay hydrated. But uh, it's good to see Kyle. It's good to see us spreading the wealth a little bit. And Kyle's, uh, Kyle's loving his liquid IV experience. Yeah, and I had uh, my roommates loved it so much they stole my original liquid IV and then they bought their own. So uh, that's there where we're at in the world of liquid IV. It's a, it's a beautiful time. And uh, you're right, Tate. It is a beautiful time. Uh, get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Tate at checkout. Ah, that's 25% off anything you order 
on Liquid IV's website. You think at a certain point I'd stop being surprised when I get to this point. Um, just go to liquidiv.com and enter promo code Tate to save 25% off. Get better hydration. Liquidiv.com, promo code Tate. It tastes great. It will hydrate you. It's fantastic. Do not wait. Start properly hydrating today. Um, yeah, liquidiv.com, code Tate. All right, here he is, our interview, Cassius Winston. All right, joining us now from his apartment in East Lansing is the all-time assist leader in Big Ten history, the 2019 Big Ten Player of the Year. He's your all, the All-American point guard of your Michigan State Spartans. It is Cassius Winston. Cassius, we have to start here. Um, a week ago, we all found out together that the NCAA tournament was canceled. You're obviously – this was your senior year. You guys were playing well, all of that. Uh, take us through how you found out, what your emotions were, just that whole – what that whole period of time where, where you basically found out your career ended not on a basketball court. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, we, we practiced the morning of getting ready to go to the tourney and like before the end of practice, like they told us that the big 10 tourney was canceled. So like we still practicing though. So we were still practicing and like we knew the tourney was over. So we like, all right, we're going to finish practice. And we finished practice on a good note. Uh, he told us the news and then like, we kind of just sat in the locker room like, Okay, it's not all that bad, you know. By the time we'll be able to go to the tourney and play, and then I think maybe like two hours later, like I was at the crib, and they just told us that, uh, yeah, your your season's over. Like the the uh, it's canceled. Uh, they brought us back to the Breslin Center. We had a, a huge meeting. Uh, coach was crying. Uh, guys were sad. Like we were just like, not. We were just shocked, you know, like season really ended like just that's it like it was just a, a huge shock and it's crazy catches too because like you, you mentioned it being a shock but like today is the thursday that the tournament would actually start you know what i mean and i think you know for titus and i this is the time that we talk about you know all these games and you know we're usually watching a million games and obviously you're usually playing in this and you're watching all the games that they happen but it's, it just feels like this weird sense of calm that's all over everything right i mean there, there's really nothing to, yeah. to do other than play video games yeah, definitely. It's like everything just stopped. Like I don't know, like the world almost just stopped. Like all, all I can do right now, I've been playing Warzone, Call of Duty on Call of Duty. I've been playing that a lot. There you go. Uh, me and my brother. So that's kind of how I've been filling my time, uh, just figuring out what's next. Um, there, there is like the silver lining in all this is you did go out a winner. The last time you took the court, uh, you it was your senior night. I was in the building. Um, you you took it to my beloved Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Rocket Watts was banking in threes, which was very annoying. Um, first of all, I guess I want to start here before we before we talk about your senior night experience. Do you want to apologize to me for for taking so long to kiss the Spartan? I mean, my God, like what was what was going on? I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's looking at me like what? Um, what? No, I'm I'm really curious because like I was at the game and then uh. I'm sure you saw the comments like Chris Holtman was like, what the hell is taking so long? And then Coach Izzo and everyone, like we, we, we all know the tradition and all that. But um, it did feel like it, Coach Izzo didn't know how to handle it because he wanted to give all you guys your own time. But then also he was like, tr- like at one point you guys just threw the ball away to try to set up a situation. Yeah, to get, what what to was get, that yeah. whole secret? Like what were the timeouts like when he's trying to get uh, all you guys off the course so you have your moments to, to wave to the fans? Uh, honestly, it's not even a timeout. Like we don't even practice like the – like what we're we gonna do at the end of the game because we know we don't know how to end the game. Like we might be in an actual game, we might be up ten, we yeah. might be down one. So we don't actually know how. So we don't. It's no script to it. It's kind of like, all right, you look at the score, you look at the time, and sometimes he might want to do it at like three minutes. Sometimes he let it go depending on the score. So I think it was at like two minutes left in the game, and like it just 
I don't know, it's chaos. Like you got guys stepping out of bounds, you got guys kind of running around trying to file. So everybody can just have a uh, <laughs> had a little one moment where you know you try to do it individually. So you sub one person in, one person goes out, yeah. then the next person sub come. And you try to do that. You had your like your your final shot should have been the what was it, the step back three you hit, and then they you kind of got forced into shooting another shot. Is that something you're upset yeah, about? Yeah, Because I felt I felt for you in that make. moment because you had like your yeah you could have ended on a make, and then they kind of made you I shoot did. another one. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, no choice too. But I tried to go out and make, but I was, I was okay. I was trying to get thirty-two though, so I was like, I'm gonna try to shoot this one too. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. It catches. Oh, how aware? How aware of you? Uh, you know, obviously, this has been like uh, you've been big time. You've been prime time with the you know Michigan State for you know the past three or four years or four years, pretty much since you got there on campus. But you know, this season there was so much hype going into it because you know Tyus and I have talked about this multiple times it's been 20 years since a big 10 team was able to get a title and obviously that team was the Flintstones you know with coach Izzo and that Michigan State team so going into the season having to carry that you know that burden I guess going into the season is it nice that you don't have to worry about that anymore I mean it's not your fault in my <laughs> mind you guys would have won yeah uh I mean it's nice that I can, I can say that you know we had a chance to do it you know nobody could take that away from us in our eyes I think we was gonna win a national championship so I Me guess too. nobody will ever know uh we were playing really good basketball. We had all the things that we kind of needed to make a run. So, uh, in my eyes, I would say we we accomplished everything. We lived up to the hype, you know, and all that. Love that. Can you explain to us how that works? You said you guys were playing great basketball. Obviously, you were a preseason number one team in the country. You had your ups and downs throughout the year. Uh, but then you found a way to peak in March. And this is a thing that Coach Izzo always seems to figure out. And um, those of us in the media that cover college basketball, we kind of, like, laugh at it that no matter how bad Michigan State might look in December or January, we know that come March you guys are going to be playing good basketball. Um, from behind closed doors, how does that work? Is this like – I have a theory that, that Coach Izzo has manufactured adversity where he, like, tells you guys to lose games on purpose and, and so he can use it as teaching moments throughout the season. Um, how, from your perspective, why is it that Michigan State, after spending four years there, why is it that you guys always seem to be playing your best basketball come March? Uh, I mean, adversity is is a you know actual true word. You know, we go through so much in the season. Like we play the toughest uh, early preseason schedule. So like it's either one of those games. Like you could lose either one of those games in our preseason. So you know, sometimes we win them, sometimes we lose them. But it's never like we're getting blown out or anything like that. Like we're competing. And then you you play those games, and then you go into the Big Ten, which is a dogfight every night. So you're playing against battling teams. You got freshmen who out there don't know what they're really doing. You got guys who in new positions each year because you know a guy that was a star or key piece last year. Uh, we had guys who didn't even play last year had to turn into key pieces. So all those things are kind of happening, and you know all the outside world seasons. You know that's Michigan State, and Michigan State always doing this, always doing that. But we're like working towards that through the whole year. And like, yeah. that's our whole mindset. It's a genius climb. And uh, we should point out, we were at the Maui Invitational. Uh, Titus and I, we were the Maui Invitational uh, brand ambassadors this year. So we were doing live shows in there. And we witnessed you guys lose in Maui. And then we had a scoop. And we wanted you to it confirm twice, the scoop. Right? So it was no, well, once. Well, we lost one. Well, no. we'll just say, guys, was it once? You guys just lost once, yeah. You yeah, we lost once. once. Yeah, you only lost yeah, one. Lost so one. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll shut up. We know. <laughs> but when that happened, we got a scoop that you guys weren't allowed to get in the pool or get in the ocean, that Tom Izzo had banned you guys from being able to go in the water. <laughs> so we want to confirm that. Was that 100% true? Was that real adversity? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. I, don't, I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> well we remember we remembered after you guys lost we because we stayed in the same hotel as you guys we, tate and i were in the pool 
just drinking pina coladas and we we kept seeing like all your teammates basically like stepping up with their toes like up to the water and they wanted to put their toes in but they got their their turn around looking see if any of the coaches could see we were like man that's the saddest thing ever to fly halfway around the world you can't even you can't even get in the pool after one game nah, yeah, man, it, it, it gets tough. tough like that sometimes sure. it gets tough like that <laughs> Here's another thing I've always been fascinated with Coach Izzo is the arm around the shoulder when uh, when you get called over the sideline. He's like, Cash, just come here. We got to talk about something. And you go over and you're standing during a free throw or something, and you throw your arm around his shoulder, and you're like, what's up, Coach? And this is something that Mateen Cleaves did, Draymond did, Denzel Valentine. It's something that all the guys seem to do. Um, but I'm always fascinated by, like, how do you get the right to do that? Is that something that, like, did, did, does Coach call you into his office? He's like, Cash, just, we need to talk. I now give you the permission to throw your arm around my shoulder during a free throw, <laughs> or is it like, what is it like the first time you do that and you just go for it? You're like, screw it, I'm doing it, and you just throw your arm around his shoulder. What 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 is that process? <laughs> Honestly, it's a it's a it's a tip that the older guys kind of give to the to the younger guys because when you go, over oh, there, is you know it? Okay. He's gonna be acting crazy, you know he gonna you like you already know he gonna come after you. So if you get over there and put your arm around his shoulder, like he kind of like calm him down a little bit, like so you can, <laughs> he can relax a little bit. So that's why. All the guys told me, like, when you go over there, look him in his eyes, put your arm around his shoulder, and it won't it won't be as bad as it usually be. That's great. That's genius. That's great. Yeah, we need that. We need more of that. You pointed out, uh, Titus just brought up all those other guys. I mean, Draymond, Denzel Valentine, Mateen Cleaves, all these other guys that have been in the, you know, the Tom Izzo, you know, tree of you know Michigan State greats. Where do you consider yourself, uh, you know, in that list of guys? Because we said that you're on the Mount Rushmore, which obviously only has four spots. So we think you're in the top four. But can you just go ahead and put out to the world that you think you're, you know, official in that Mount Rushmore? Or are you going to be modest and say that you don't know? <laughs> nah, you know? Nah. Yeah, talk some smack. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk some smack. Y'all ain't going to catch me saying that. I'm going to let, let somebody else say that. <laughs> Uh, we'll say it for you in all seriousness what was the senior night like like uh being in the building i was telling tate uh you could tell that like first of all no one left none of the michigan state fans left um and you could say that that's like coaches was doing his best to say this is a tradition of michigan state none of the fans ever leave on senior night but come on we know that like the real reason everyone is sticking around is for you and and you're so beloved on that campus uh you feel the love i'm sure at, at michigan state mm-hmm. what 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 was that like just kind of Knowing it was your last time in the Breslin Center, uh, which, as it turned out, being your last time even putting the jersey on, um, to yeah. be there and to see what what was it like forty five minutes after the game ends, it's still a crowded. The, the place is packed. Uh, people are going nuts for you. Um, just th- that whole emotion. What is that like for you? Uh it, it was unreal. You know, it felt like a, a movie kind of. Like the whole day just felt like yeah, a, like it was watching me. Like it was all planned. It was all destined out for it to like this like i don't know something about it felt like almost like unreal like a movie like my whole family was there uh played the game won a championship happened to be my last game ever you know college game ever like all of that was just kind of like somebody set yeah. that up so it, it was a, it was a lot of emotion uh it was a lot of fun you know it was, it was definitely a good day and rocket yeah, watch good- was banking in threes we can add that to the, un- the yeah, unbelievable yeah, that part of it too. all that what, what, yeah. what the hell was that what, I knew we were screwed when that happened. He, he banked in two threes in the first. I'll never get over. It. I'll never get. He banked in two threes. I told I told Tate he he missed every shot he took and he somehow had eleven points at halftime. I don't know how it happened. Um, <laughs> Love Rocket Watts. No, nah, yeah, he's gonna be uh, special. He's gonna be special. Can we, can we go? Can we go back in time a little bit? I want to talk about your sophomore year. I thought you guys were the best team in the country, but it was a very bizarre year. It was that was a very bizarre team. Um, the, to remind our listeners. You had you at the point guard. Josh Langford was a, was a 
was the two. Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson, and Nick Ward was the starting Nick five. Ward. You guys were number one mm-hmm. for at one point in the season. I don't remember. You were when when you lost to Ohio State. I remember that one. Um, <laughs> but it was it was it was a weird season. You guys lost at Syracuse. You lost you lost to Syracuse in the second round. That that team has. I feel like that was one of the best Big Ten teams we've seen in a long time. And it, you guys never really seemed to click. And it was never. What what happened? I just want to. I've I've always been fascinated by that team. Like what? Why? Why? Why was that team not playing its best basketball in March? And don't say Nick Ward. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, that's a good question. We we all do you we even remember this season? It doesn't feel like a minute ago. I remember we were loaded. Uh, and I don't know about not click because we did go thirty and five. So like I feel like we was. We was winning games. Maybe it's because we didn't lose any games. That might that might that might have hurt us. You guys were like Maryland this year, where like you were winning, but you weren't actually good. I didn't think like playing good <laughs> basketball. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. We were winning games, so maybe you got to lose some games to kind of like All right. figure it out. But we was winning, so we kept going to right. what, was, what was happening. I think this is where Coach Izzo gets his manufactured adversity. He makes you throw games because teams like that, you're not losing. <laughs> you, don't get the, you don't get the chip on your shoulder. Yeah, you need to lose nah, more often. That's lose what it is. There. You do not want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> can you Cassius, can you give us one Nick Ward story? Just uh just anything that you can think of when you think of Nick Ward cuz he's by far man. my favorite player. <laughs> uh I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't do just laugh just laughing like that's enough. That's all we do. How about this? let's do a positive one. I had I had this listed. Tell me what was more satisfying last year. You beat Michigan 3 times. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not even last year. Last year you beat Michigan three times. So, so give me the, what was more satisfying: beating Michigan three times last year, uh, knocking out the Duke team with Zion Williamson that everyone couldn't stop talking about last year, and you guys beat them. You play, you had a great game in the Elite Eight to make it to the Final Four, or dropping thirty-two and nine on Xavier Simpson and shutting everyone the hell up who says that Xavier <laughs> Simpson could put the clamps on you this year. What was what? Which of those three was the most satisfying experience for you? Uh, I mean, it probably had to be going to the final four. Yeah, that's what I say. Like yeah. the Duke game, all right. Uh, it was it was literally us against the world. Like you know what I'm saying. So that one going to a final four, that's a, that's a crazy experience. So that's probably up there. But the other ones are definitely high up there too. You know yeah. those those are good good feelings. Can you give us one RJ Barrett story? <laughs> one RJ Barrett story from that Duke game. Something you saw from RJ Barrett in the Duke game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something you saw on the court. Did you see any chemistry problems with that team? Were, were you were you happy to have your guys at that point? <laughs> I didn't I, I recognize none of that. What happened? <laughs> I didn't see none of that. <laughs> I did not see no, none I of just, that. No, uh, just, was... just a Duke question. Just a Duke question. I wanted to see what was going on. <laughs> I, had, I had another question. Did uh, did Matt McQuaid fall down in practice as often as he did in games? Or is that just something you say for the games? <laughs> uh, no, I actually say for the game. In practice, he was cool. In the game, he just happened to be all Because there's no the refs. Floor. <laughs> yeah, there are no refs yeah, in practice. No point, he could, he could flop. No point yeah. in doing all that. Yeah, no <laughs> Cash is like, what's next for you? Like, obviously, we're we're chilling in the quarantine right now, and we're figuring that all out. But like, is there anything? Like, we got Tum Tum. I know Tum Tum Tum's working with the team now and is around all the time. Like, a, like what what is your plan to to stay around East Lansing? Like, is there any sort of like immediate stuff that you're looking toward? Uh, you know, because we we want to keep right. up with you. We want to know what's next. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean. Probably meet with some agents, sign with an agent, uh, yeah. start getting ready for the for the draft. You know, that's the, the ultimate goal sense. is to go play play at the NBA. So uh, I'm gonna try to figure out when to in the gym and things like that. Stuff around here kind of on shutdown right now. So, yeah. uh, but it kind of happened at a good time because I usually take a week and a half off after the season anyway. So 
just waiting for things to open back up and get ready. Yeah, that, that's got to be weird, man, preparing for the NBA draft when we don't even know if the draft's going to be when it's supposed to yeah. be and we yeah. don't know yeah. when you can work out and if there's a combine and all that kind of stuff. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of unknowns, <laughs> a lot of unknowns right now, so I kind of just – waiting like i said just waiting we mentioned earlier that you were in maui um also in maui was the dayton flyers and obi toppin who uh is is a lot of people's pick for national player of the year and the only guy that seems to be able to to beat him is luca garza who's in the big 10 who you also played so you were in maui i don't know how much you paid attention to date when you were in maui because you're you're probably getting yelled at by coach Izzo the whole time um <laughs> but what what is your where where do you fall on the uh the Obi Toppin versus Luca Garza debate, Cassius. We we need to hear it from a guy, an, an All American, weighing in on this. Who are you taking for National Player of the Year if it's those two guys? Uh oh, on the spot. Say yourself. That's doing the calculation of like, how do I answer yeah, I this know. without making people mad? <laughs> yeah. uh, Garza was crazy this year, but I might have to take uh, Toppin just the okay, like the the kind. Of- the control he had over like college basketball, like that's that's hard to do. So like, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of what gets you that award. So I, I go go with him. But Garza was crazy this year. He went between his legs in a game. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like he's like I said, he was just must see TV, and like that's just that's what you got to yeah. be. Did you? How that's many it. career dunks do you have? Zero, zero, zero in high school too. Yeah, in the game. Yeah, in the game. That's I've awesome. dunked before. Just. Nothing. That's awesome. That's actually a point of pride. I think you should like never <laughs> have you ever tried? Way. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever That's had a, real a fast nah. break where you're like, this might nah, never nah, I never recall mine. Nah, just give out easy too. Two points <laughs> are two points, baby. You know yeah. your style points. That's not how it works. That. Cash just wins to Mr. Fundamentals. Um my my last question is uh I wanted to ask about your headband. Um you I've I've been fascinated by your your headband decisions where it feels like a lot of times you wear like a really ragged old headband that looked like it was from the 2000 team. It looked like Mateen Cleaves or like Mo <laughs> Pete had given you the headband. It looked like it was real old and raggedy. But then other times you come out wearing like a fat guy that looked like fresh out the box. Um, what went behind the decision with your headband every game? Like, was this a conscious thing or did you just kind of leave it up to someone else or is it good luck charm or what? Uh, no, I just, I get a new headband every game. I tell somebody. But one, what was I the thin one? What's the I don't know why they like, that's just they ordered a whole bunch of headbands at the beginning of the year. I guess some were different than others. I don't know. It's just it happened that way. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I like the idea of passing the headbands down. We'll just we'll make up that story. We'll put that out. We'll be like, yeah, Mateen Cleaves passed it down to Kalen Lucas, who then gave it to Keith all Appling. The way to me. Yeah, all the way down to Cassius Winston. <laughs> You gotta be a headband to somebody next year. You gotta have a guy, yeah, a guy on a recruiting visit. You gotta give your headband out and be like, "This one's for you, son. Good luck taking over the." Maybe that's Rocket Watts. Maybe Rocket gets to wear it now. Maybe that's how it works. Hopefully, hopefully nobody wears it. Like, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um. Oh, I had I had another question. Who do you? Uh, is there anyone around the country that you keep in touch? Like, uh, other players that you have a relationship with that aren't on Michigan State that people. People love this, like college basketball. I remember when I was growing up, like hearing Adam Morrison and JJ Redick like texted each other. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool." Those guys, I thought they never would even know each other exist, and now they're actually kind of friendly. Is there someone uh, around the country that that you you have a relationship with from AAU days or something like that that uh, people don't know about? Uh, I mean, not consistently. I know. I mean, I know a lot of those guys. Topping, I know Miles Powell. Like, 
all the guys, Nate Pritchard. Like I know all those guys. I talk to those guys that, but I wouldn't say nobody like my my best friend or anything like that. But I do reach out. I do talk to those guys quite a bit. Yeah, no, we love it. We lo- we love to hear there's like a top guard of college basketball guys. <laughs> cool. Um. All right. Anything else, Tate? Is that it? We can let this man get back to playing some Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Just to, just enjoy yeah. Call of Duty, and we appreciate you coming on, Cassius. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. All right, and we're back. Thanks to Cassius Winston. Uh, again, one of the greats for the Michigan State Spartans, and he confirmed it. Or I guess he did really confirm it, but he basically confirmed it. But they were not allowed to swim in the pools in Maui. So mm-hmm. we uh, we finally have that. Our first our first scoop of the season finally con- uh, confirmed by by the man himself, Cassius Winston. Thanks, this was Cassius. this was big for you. You've been wanting uh, confirmation on that for a long time. Um, this is very important to you that yes. you uh, months. You know. I can't believe he actually answered Garza versus Toppin. And I can't believe he went with Toppin. Although I can because Toppin's better and Toppin deserves to win it. But uh, I thought I would have sworn he was going to yeah. stick with this Big Ten guy. And um, I'm, I'm happy about that, that he said uh, Toppin. That was cool. Let's be let's be quite honest about this. If he was a junior, he would have said Garza because he would have been in the Big right, Ten right. again next yeah. year. And you got to like you got to you got to play the Big Ten game. But now he's not in the Big Ten anymore. He's like, you know what? Yeah, Toppin. Uh, let's go ahead and lock that in. If he was a junior, Tom Izzo would have his arms crossed, standing on the other side of him as he's doing that interview. And before he answered, he would have looked up at coach and been like, "What do I say? Garza? Gar- okay, Garza. Okay, it's Garza. Yeah, yeah. definitely Garza. He's like fifty-five. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, um, that's the guy. All right. Uh, do you want to do you want to go over your your national championship situation that you're yeah. obsessed with? Set the stage for it. Tell tell us what tell us what's going on here. Yeah. So in the world of college basketball, in the world of Twitter, in the world of social media, in the world of uh, conversation around the sport, um, there's limited conversation now because there is no tournament. And then everyone's like, well, who cares? I mean, it's all over. But for the people that are in it, everyone really cares. And in fact, probably about five days ago on Twitter, Mark Tyus, I could have texted you and said, I think it's going to happen. I think that Kansas is going to get the national championship. I, I just think that all the tides are turning towards, well, I mean, the coaches are saying Kansas. Uh-huh. Tate Frazier's saying Kansas. You know, Evan Daniels saying Kansas. All these people. Yeah, that's, they're like, that's three, three strikes that's right. and it's the Jayhawks. <laughs> but then what happens is the other fans of the other teams start, you know, kind of, I think they saw what I saw, which was like, Kansas is going to get named the national champion. And then, uh, Bomani Jones comes out and he's like, how are we going to get Bill Self a national championship when, you know, this man loses in the first round, like is his job. And then of course, you know, the Kansas fans are, they're up in arms about this. Cause they're like, look at the tape, you know, this man goes to the final four. He was in the national championship game two years ago. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And it just created all this like back and forth. And then the conversation kind of goes away. And then again, it comes back. People were making their own simulations. Someone at the athletic had simulated the entire tournament based on the rosters putting them in an ncaa 12 like as if that's going to give us an answer i don't know who won that because i don't pay for that stuff uh, i don't know <laughs> but obviously someone that wouldn't have won won that one so chalk that up for what it is uh and then espn duke. puts out an article where they have all yeah well, the athletic that's what you would think right just the athletic would be duke the the athletic like, duke. yeah 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 Seth, 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 Seth's Seth's like duke. yes no matter who it was, Seth Davis stepped in. Is like, no, 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 run the simulation again. Run it again until we get Duke. All yeah, right, yeah, print it. Duke. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. Way to go, guys. Uh, everyone's doing a great job. I got to get out of here. Um, ESPN, ESPN has their own version of this, right? And then their final game, and again, I love the BYU Cougars, their final national championship game was the Wisconsin Badgers mm-hmm. versus the BYU Cougars. And in a complete shootout that ended up being, I think the final score they said was like 56 to 52 or something stupid like that, the Wisconsin Badgers 
we're holding up the trophy at the end, which honestly, to me, I could see in this world of message for the haters, because if anyone had a message, it was Greg Gard, a man that we at one point during this season thought, oh, my God, they lost their second leading score in the middle of the year. What's going on? Is this is this going to be you know the beginning of the end of Greg Gard? So in this hypothetical world of national champions, according to ESPN and their own version of this, Greg Gard has the greatest message of the haters all, se- all season long. He got to the mountaintop. He was able to let people know that he was better than Bo Ryan. So in the hypothetical ESPN reality, Greg Gard is the man. And he is the new guard, and we should be bowing down to him. But again, he never had this moment. It would have happened just like they wrote it. Um, so I hate that for Greg Guard. I hate that for Wisconsin. But I feel good for Kobe King. Okay, good day for Kobe King. So you're you're tracking. So that's the update. You're tracking all the national champions that are being awarded. We have Wisconsin. We have Kansas. Yes. Um, I've awarded yes. seven of them. I think at this point, I'm I'm losing track. Um, I'm glad you're doing it because I'm I I as I said last show that is one thing like I was in my feelings I was in my my emotions last show, um and I've since come out of that but I still stand by my decision, I just I, uh, to not care about this tournament anymore because I just don't feel like for me personally it doesn't serve me well, um, to try to salvage this like I feel like I feel like it's someone has passed away and we're not burying the body we're like keeping the body we're like putting the body in like the recliner in our living room and spraying perfume on it and putting makeup on it and like trying to keep, no, grandpa's grandpa's just fine. Like he's fine. He's fine. Let's talk it, you know? And it's like, can we just, can we just bury it? Like, can we stop trying to pretend like this tournament's ever happening or needs to happen? Or I'm, I'm upset about it as well, but it's not, it doesn't help with the healing process to continue to, to, you know, run simulations, but it does help for content. So I understand that part. And, more power to you guys. Yeah, keep running the simulations because I'm going to keep up with them and I'm going to decide. Honestly, by August, I will let you know who the national champion is. And right now, if I had to do a list, it's Michigan State and Cassius Winston. They're number yeah. one on the list. But that has changed since the last show, which was Kansas. Yeah, right. right now, Cassius, it, it, it's, it all depends on who comes on the show. And and whoever's on our show last yeah, exactly. is, is who wins it. Um, yeah, I, I still stand by. I think next year's national championship should just be worth two, and you should just hang two banners if you win. That's I think that's the only way to handle this. Just whoever wins it next year gets you, two. You titles. know who? Sh- you know who's gonna hang a banner with twenty twenty national champion? If I know them as well as I think I do, the show, the the San Diego State <laughs> fans, they're gonna put a banner up 2020 national champions. I got my SDSU sweatshirt on, baby. Let's go. (laughs) They're putting that up. That's for sure. Like the best record in basketball. We're the champ. Do I have them on the list? I need to put them on the. I need to put them on. Put them on my list if they're not on my list. Twenty twenty national title, uh, San Diego State. Oh, we forgot to ask Cassius about that. About Michigan State hanging their Big Ten banner. Maybe it's a good thing they did. You know, because I I I brought that up that after after they beat Ohio State, they all were on the court and they hung the banner and celebrated the Big Ten championship and all that. Um. And I, I, we should have asked him about that. But now looking back on it, it's a good thing they did because otherwise they never had the opportunity to like celebrate anything. They would have never had that moment. Yeah. The, yeah. The term is canceled. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, cool, man. Well, <laughs> good luck on, on, on figuring out who should have uh, won. Yeah. Should, we, should we do it's some dirty, dirty laundry and get out of here? Yes. This is, this is what the people want. This, is, uh, this has been a long time coming. You finally compiled all the stories mm-hmm. that have been sent in. No, so don't, don't discredit our, our crack team of, uh, of producers that help us out with this, you know, um, that did all the work for oh, us. Oh, is, is that what happened? Yeah. I didn't know who did this. Yeah. I didn't know who did this. Yeah. Our, oh, wow. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you to our crack team. Thank you to our, our, uh, our Luis, team. Kristen. Thank you, Rick, in the studio. My goodness. Yep. Putting yep. this all together. 
they uh they they put them all together. I did read through some of them. Some of them are better than others, but uh yeah, we've been promising it for a while. Um, various circumstances have thrown us curveballs and kept us from doing it, but uh, we're here now, Tate. So let's 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 dive into it. Dirty La- the return of Dirty Laundry, the first edition of the 2019-20 season. Are you ready? All right, this is uh, story number one. All right, uh, it is the 2012-2013 season. IU is very good. So out of the gate, we're doing a bad job at, at hiding identities. Um, <laughs> this is before they shit the bed against Syracuse in the tournament. The basketball team comes into a fraternity party, a crew of about five to seven players. One player who <laughs> shall not be named. Okay, now we're, we're back on track. Mm-hmm. But went on to play professionally, nice. sits on the bar, and holds a book upside down, acting like he's reading it. The party room slash dance floor is dark, and A, the book is upside down, mind you, and B, it's dark as shit, and there's no way he can see. Guys come up to him and say what's up and ask what's up with the book. He responds, watch this, and then this player goes on to prove that despite reading an upside-down book in a pitch-black party, he can still take home any girl in the room he wants, and he does. Okay, all right, well, that's cool. So uh, do we have... Who this was. So this Cody, t- Cody Zeller, Cody's yeah. Cody Zeller. I, that's it's my Cody pick, Zeller. That Perfect. I think it's Jordan Holes personally, but <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah, reading reading a book upside down at a party. All right. Um, I'm a freshman at Gonzaga, and this past weekend our men's team had senior night. The Kennel has one of the best senior nights in the nation. That players like Titus's favorite Adam Morrison lament missing after missing after leaving for the league early. Uh, Rui Hachimura felt the same way, which is why he congratulated the seniors via video message during the ceremony, or so we thought. The video went static, and out emerged a beloved forward from the tunnel. The kennel went nuts, especially after our senior manager walked to midcourt after suffering a severe injury after falling from a hunting stand in high school. I remember that story. That was cool. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't know Rui was there. After beating the hell out of St. Mary's, we all thought the excitement was over. It was not. Gonzaga may not have your reputation as a party school, but we tried. Later that night, at the acclaimed basketball house, a.k.a. the garage, Rui walks in, the music stops, and the roof caves in. Rui stayed for roughly 45 minutes while everyone's head rolled off their shoulders. The gravity of the moment was not lost on anyone, and most of us won't get to party with an NBA player ever again. That is pretty cool. So this kid is a freshman at Gonzaga, yeah. and this is like how his first year of – like there's no tournament that blows, but this guy – so this particular kid that wrote this in, his first year in college – of being a college basketball fan in the student section ends with Gonzaga looking like a national title contender. And then Rui Hachimura, Rui Hachimura comes back and parties with the, the students. And then that's how a season ended. Basically. That's cool. I don't know. We can do better. Yeah. I mean, look at the end of the day with all these guys, right. For those moments, like that's your national championship moment, right. For, for that mm-hmm. kid, he's for the, for the submission, you know, like he's like, this is it. I got to see Rui Hachimura like turn up and drink some Don Julio. That was a that was a win for him. Yeah. Um, all right, we can do. We, we by the way, we got to pick out which ones, and we got to send it to the guy. So, I don't think either. But no disrespect to us two, but we can do better. Um, we can do better. All right, number three. in middle school, our basketball team was absolutely awful. We probably won six games between my seventh and eighth grade seasons. One of our players who was in my grade was a rather large kid. We'll call him Dave. <laughs> I, I bet his name actually is Dave. Uh, that's how those stories always work, right? We'll call we'll call him Dave because his name yeah, is Dave. Call him, call him his real name. Yeah. <laughs> and here's his address and phone number. He was decently athletic <laughs> for his size and age, but he would eat the most ridiculous amounts of food before games. He le- before one game, he legit ate two Big Macs, ten piece nuggets, and a large sweet. What is a large sweet? I don't know, like a pastry or something. 
Uh, before yes. this one particular road game, we stopped to eat at Cookout. Terrible place to eat before mm. anything athletic related. LOL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of us on the team had something light, quesadillas, wraps, grilled chicken sandwiches, but one player decided to go all out. He ended up eating a full tray, uh, the, the famous tray, the cookout tray. I've been to cookout. I, yeah. I've, I've, I've done the cookout yeah. tray. You know. Uh, the five-piece chicken nuggets, and he had an Oreo milkshake. Fast forward to the basketball part of the story. During warm-ups, the coaches kept asking Dave how he was feeling, knowing all the food he had put down two hours prior. Him and I would normally come off the bench around the same time. This game was no different. We check in at the same time. We checked in while the other team was at the free throw line. They made the first, missed the second. Ball was back tapped out, and it resulted in a fast break for us. Dave dribbled the ball down the court, got to the rim, made the basket, and fell to the ground, but didn't get right up. He stayed down for a good while. The coaches came out. All the players backed away to let them do their things. We all thought he had sprained an ankle, or even worse, he had broken his ankle. There was no ankle sprain or broken bones. When he landed, he ultimately had crapped himself. <laughs> <laughs> He laid on the ground. No, this for, this yeah. is dirty laundry. This is this, this is, is what we like. Yeah, we're this is good to do. He laid on the ground for a solid five minutes. Got up, went to the locker room, and stayed there all game long. They had to use a towel to wipe up the floor, and it was a rather disgusting scene. At the time, it was hilarious, and even now, looking back, it's still just as hilarious. That's a good story. That's the winner. That the, that's the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that should be Crap that. Just, nothing's gonna stop that story. Yeah, because it actually has to do with dirty laundry. Like there, there, there is actually dirty undies to deal with. Uh, that, that is, is a that is a lock. Wasn't that Pierce that said he crapped his pants when he got the wheelchair treatment? That the story that he came out and like that just was, admitted that that was the story. Yeah, yeah. And then he said that it was true, and then it came out that it wasn't true. Like he said it was true, and then it came out that it wasn't true. Like someone did the tape and was like, "He's a liar." And I'm like, I think we should trust the man that says it. You know? Yeah. If you say it. Why would know. you lie about pooping your pants? Like, why? I don't understand that part. Like, how is that good? <laughs> if you're trying to, I mean, I don't know. It feels it feels like a very Billy Madison thing, where like someone told him that yeah. it was cool that he played through through that. You know what I mean? Through yeah. that shame, he was like, "Yeah, that is pretty cool." Yeah, maybe yeah, it is PR cool team. I poop my pants. <laughs> his PR team was like, "Paul, uh, we've been crunching the numbers. The algorithms came back, and they said that right? <laughs> deal." Oh man. All right, yeah. story number this is four. Uh, yes. So it's about 20 minutes before the, <laughs> the first in. round of the tournament. Yeah, our school's in for the first time in about a decade, thanks in part to our first-year head coach. He took over for a hothead, flash-in-the-pan coach, and changed the culture. Love it when coaches culture. Uh, he was more easygoing and definitely a player's coach, but this was the tournament, and everyone was really anxious. I was the team manager, so I was sitting in a small room just off from the locker room preparing some of the gear. The players were in the main locker room waiting for coach to come in and give the pregame speech. Tension was in the air. Uh, the door opens and coach walks directly into my little closet that I'm in. Uh, and I'm looking to see how nervous he is. All of a sudden he starts unbuttoning his pants. Oh boy. I'm like, coach, are you okay? He's fussing around down there. He's <laughs> for the, it literally said, by the way, can I just pause right here? The story says he's fussing around down there. Like that's how this guy wrote. <laughs> he's <laughs> shout yeah. out to whoever wrote this he's fussing around down there's a great way and he's just fussing around um, so down i say there. coach you need the Love bathroom that. or something he pulls his pants back up stops whatever he was doing yeah. he stops fussing around and he turns to me he says can you see this oh my god where are we going with this i'm so scared to look but i do he's of his dresser through the zipper hole so it's hanging out of his pants i say to him yeah he says perfect and charges into the locker room and starts yelling which he rarely does 
And after a few seconds, the team starts to notice his pants and they all start laughing. He sheepishly looks down and says something along the lines of, I guess I was too busy getting you guys prepared that I forgot to get myself ready. The tension was cut. Everyone relaxed and we went out and won and advanced in the tournament. I still think about that anytime I'm in a high pressure situation. All right. Just to laugh. Just to laugh. Yeah, just that's laugh. That's not bad. Yeah, laugh at yourself. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. a, yeah. Yeah, I like that's that. A, that's a nice little lighthearted story that the coach, uh, any guesses on the coach would be? I don't know. Turk over for a hothead. Uh, da, 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 da. I can't, nothing's coming to mind now. I have to. I mean, I Greg, to guard. Yeah. Greg Guard. Yeah. Greg Guard. Greg <laughs> Guard. That's how he, that's how he got the team back. For sure. Um, yeah. I think we got two more. Yeah. We, this is number five. All right. Uh, let's do it. A new transfer had arrived on campus this year and was transitioning into the new surroundings. He was your typical kid that came up from a smaller school and started with a small role on the bench. The guy had good intentions but was extremely goofy. We were about halfway through the season. We had won our game the night before. Most of the team went to a random house party to celebrate. Everyone was having a good time chilling and hanging out. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the transfer came running out of the kitchen with a toaster waffle box on his head. Before we know, before we know it, he's yelling "Lego my ego" and whipping frozen waffles at people from across the room. <laughs> what? Uh, this was weird, but also kind of funny at first. However, shortly after this occurred, one of my teammates brought him a bottle of syrup. As people were egging him on, the transfer student doused the waffles in syrup, ran into the next room, and whipped them like a frisbee at a random target. The waffles ended up hitting a girl that one of the starters was hitting on. The girl left the party immediately, and the starter was so pissed he had to be held back by the other players and student managers. So the guy was a cock block throwing waffles at people at a party. We told him that we'd figure out another way for him to get his revenge. The next day, a couple of players and student managers got together and bought a thousand Eggo waffles. We proceeded to hide and place around a thousand waffles all over his room and left a sign that said Lego my Eggo bitch on the door. It took him around two weeks to find and clean all the waffles that were in the room. Uh, he was a good sport about it all. No grudges were held, but you know, yeah, and then that's it. the story kind of peters out. What? <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, that's a wait. What? That's a yeah, big that's time a, wait. Huh? What? That's a a guy. Th- th- there's a lot of wait. What in that one? Um, but you put a thousand. If that's true, if they really put a thousand waffles in his room, do do waffle do Eggo waffles go bad? Is that like gonna stink? You think? I don't know. Who I knows? feel like if like we had like a or like if a nuclear like if if we didn't have anything, we'd still have Eggo waffles and cockroaches. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't think that they can go bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, that's a wild story, and I'm gonna need like I need someone else to like confirm that story. I that need, seems like a, a made up like Eggo waffle type fantasy. That's like like a kid who, who would do that at a party. Put on a box on your head. And throw, yeah. That's like a that's a high school party move where you're like desperate for attention, and you're like I'm. You're, that's one of those yeah. guys that says I'm so random, and then we'll do shit like that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. you're like, Dave, you're not random. You're just an idiot. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're an, you're an idiot. Dave, you're not random. We just don't, we don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make you cool, Dave. All right. Last story. Uh, here we go. It's 2005. And my roommate is a manager of an old biggie squad. That's also a new biggie squad Ooh. where you work, uh, where you work countless hours doing a variety of bitch work and you don't get paid your first year. So my roommate being the good student, he was leaves the practice facility where the head coach, uh, it's in parentheses here, horrible fake tan and wants so badly to be a cool kid, uh, comes up to him and tells him he needs him to edit a bunch of video for tomorrow's practice. Well, it's finals week and my roommate has to study for an exam and explains to coach fake tan, who then tells him either get this done or you don't have a job. So my roommate tells him he's going to quit, both shake hands and wish each other well and move on, or so we all thought. 
So the thing with being a manager is you're paid at the end of the semester. I actually didn't know this. I didn't know managers got paid at all, but here you go. Um, and my roommate assumed since he had worked the entire semester, because it was finals after all, that he was going to get paid, but instead Coach Fake Tan stiffed him. Now my roommate was irate, and in a moment of genius, he realizes he has something of value. Excuse me. Uh, something Coach Fake Tan touts and something every analyst talks about his playbook of 700 plus NBA style sets. So my roommate does what any kid. Oh God, I got the burp. Sorry. So my roommate does what any kid in his position would do and called up a rival coach and sold his playbook. <laughs> he showed up at the bar that night with a wad of cash and the pride that he got the best of that situation. And yes, we a hundred percent blacked out that night. Good times. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. That is a great story. That is like a uh, that's like a water boy, like like Happy Gilmore type thing with like the the old coach having the playbook. You know what I mean? So yeah. Henry Winkler's character can't actually figure out his plays anymore. That's uh that's savvy. That's genius. That's smart. And that just goes to show that like you can't just treat like your lower level employees like they're nobodies. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they will win the day at some point. So yeah, for me that might be my favorite of the week. That might is be that your favorite? favorite? Yeah, that might be my pick. I was going to leave it up to you. I think it's either that or the guy who crapped his pants. Yeah, I mean, soiling yourself for the sake of dirty laundry is pretty good. You know what I mean? For the bit. Uh, that, that's like what we're looking for. But I do think selling a playbook of a coach despite them after they tried to screw you over is pretty good. So I'm going to go with the last story. Save the best for last. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll lock it in on that one. Whoever wrote that in, we'll send you a free T-shirt. We'll figure it out. Um, yes. We'll find you in the emails. Uh, shout out to the guy who wrote the story about the uh, – the crap pants. That was a, that was a worthy contender. Um, I think I know who this is, by the way. Story six. Uh, old Biggie Squad, also new Biggie Squad. Uh-huh. The year is 2005. Coach Fake Tan. I, I have an idea of who it is. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's a little close. It, it's Yeah, I think I know who it is. And that's fantastic. And uh, good times. Good times indeed. Um, as a reminder, send us, uh, send us your stories, Tate at gmail.com. Uh, we will read our favorite ones on the show uh, once a week. We have nothing else to do, so please provide content for us so we don't have to work as hard. Yeah, please. Um, we want that. And we might send you a shirt if we like the story enough. Uh, 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 shout out to Closeout State. Wrap this thing up. Uh, shout out. Uh, again, you are not on Twitter right now, so I have to let you know this. This is some somber news on Twitter. Uh, a friend of the program, we used to do a segment called Good Guy, Bad Guy, Kyle Guy. And Kyle Guy is no longer in college basketball, and that's where he found his fame. And Twitter verified, as you know, if you have a blue check, uh, there's an account that follows you that gives you this blue check. They have unfollowed, I repeat, unfollowed Kyle Guy. He no longer has a blue check, and he is Wait, up in arms. Yes, yes, he is up in arms. And uh, first we lost basketball, and now Kyle Guy is losing his blue check. Uh, I don't know what is happening in the world. Is that yeah, true? It, it is 100% true. Kyle Guy, no check. Uh, no wow. verified status, uh, despite all the followers, despite the fact that we know it is Kyle Guy. In fact, he said, I confirm I am Kyle Guy, which is something that, that someone that's not Kyle Guy would say, to be honest, you know, like the fake Chris Paul kind of thing with the new commercials. But uh, this is the real Kyle Guy, and he's lost his blue check. We need to get him on the show. Kyle, yes. come on the pod. Let's hash this out. Let's figure out what the hell happened. Um, I re- we really should reach out to him. See what yes, he's doing. He's yes, he is. Most he outstanding is. player for two years. The longest running reign of most outstanding players, Kyle Guy, in, in NCAA tournament history. Um, that's too and bad. He, and he lost his check. Like with March, he lost March Madness, then he lost his check. Uh, you, you mentioned I am off Twitter. Um, that is a strategic decision. I'm, I'm coming back when the quarantine ends, however long that might be. I was losing my mind. I was like legitimately I've, – I've said this a couple times, but uh, I looked at my screen time on 
the days that the news broke and it was 12 hours on one day and the next day was like 1148 yeah. i was like this is a, a quarantine plus twitter is a nightmare <laughs> situation for me because <laughs> i'll just sit there and read and and i think that's why i was so messed up the last show is because like all i did was just rot my brain reading every doomsday article and every guy saying don't panic like a thousand different times <laughs> And I sat there for half, 12 hours a day just staring at this thing like, oh, my God, this is, hor-, you know. And, and, and for people that don't have the background, you did not have an iPhone before, so you didn't get to see. Yeah, I didn't have the stats. Time. Yeah. Because, like, like, I have the same problem, but I'll get to, like, seven hours, you know, and yeah. I'm like, I got to get on my phone. Yeah. Oh my God. But I will say, I always, every offseason, I take, like, one or two months off Twitter anyway. Just sure. get Twitter's accessible, and I have to uh, for my sanity. So um, it, it all lines up. Like, we're technically in the offseason. Whatever. I just decided <laughs> – I just I like couldn't it. Take, I couldn't take like everyone yelling about how wrong everyone else is either yes. for yes. how you're handling this. So like I don't know. It, it, I, I've already done that rant before. But. <laughs> no, we'll do it again. My my goal is to keep you up to date on what's going on. Yeah. What you need to know. From Please Twitter. do. So Kyle Guy lost his blue check. That's what you need to know. I could only take seeing you're part of the problem so many times from yes. people that are like people are tweeting from like the, the, they're in line at Starbucks tweeting to other people that you're part of the problem for going out and it's like bitch you're in line at Starbucks and we all know it. <laughs> <laughs> you take care of your own. We're, we're, we're talking about you Jim Cunningham. Yeah you're, right you're, right. You're right. part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Um, thoughts and prayers Kyle Guy. I can't believe he lost his blue check. We'll have to get him on for real. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna reach out to him see if please. Uh, um, we can do that. Uh, not being on Twitter, I saw, um, I found out, unfortunately, unfortunate news that DJ Carden is transferring from Ohio State. I found this out, not on Twitter. I found this out in real dad, life. I think my dad texted me and was like, Carden? My dad does this, like where he'll text me news stories, but he'll, he'll just do it with like one word and a question mark. Yeah. And then I never, I have to like, now, now my brain goes into panic mode. I'm like, what does this mean? What is, you know, Corona question yeah, mark? Okay. <laughs> Like it would not be out of the, it would not be out of the question for my dad to just text me tonight, Hummel question mark, and then I'm yes. like, oh god, what happened to Robbie? <laughs> Robbie like, oh, yeah. and then my mind just starts racing, and I'm like texting Robbie, I'm like, you good? What's going on? What? what? Yeah. And then you find out that like Hummel got inducted to the Purdue Hall of Fame, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's all it was, you know? You're, you're like, that's good news. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like the opening. That's very Coach Titus. You know, don't get no, never too high, never too low. You yeah. figure it out. So I saw DJ, but anyway, that was my way of saying I found out DJ Carton is transferred from Ohio State. Uh, not exactly a huge shock um given just the circumstances he had the mental health thing uh yep. he seemed to want to go back home like he went back home to to that seemed to help to be back in Iowa and um now everyone's talking tape is he going to be eligible next year it, it, it like is it, first of all is he transferring to Iowa and if he is can he get immediate eligibility and and do the the hardship waiver thing that the NCAA the NCAA will give hardship waivers for anything that you have to think mental health is certainly going to be like, can you imagine if they decline, if he does, if he ends up going to Iowa and they decline his waiver to play right away, that would be, that would be a horrible, Jay Billis would send off all sorts of <laughs> tweets in all caps. So yeah, I think um, he has those saved in his draft. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like something about a milk carton or like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what yeah. it is. Like uh, he'll have something to say. It'll start some sort of campaign, but yeah, I mean, DJ Carton is a talent. You were excited about it, but you got Luther Muhammad and you got, you know, coach, coach Holtman will be fine. I, but I Iowa, Iowa is going to be loaded, man. If he goes to Iowa, Garza comes back. Yeah. They're not going to play any defense still, but. Dude, they're going to be unstoppable. They're, Bohannon's coming back. He's had like two hip surgeries, though, so I don't know how good he's going to be. But um, if, if, if Garden goes, ends up going to Iowa and he gets immediate eligibility, they're going to be nasty, and that will be interesting. So, um, Big 10, yeah. stat of the day. D- there you go. DJ Cotton. 
I always, I always hear uh, the DJ Khaled saying his name when I read DJ Khaled's name. <laughs> uh, speaking of transfers in Ohio State, Seth Towns hmm. has narrowed his list. He's a, he's a Columbus native. He went to the same high school as Jared Solinger. Harvard graduate, Seth Towns, um, is, is a prized grad transfer in college basketball, Tate. He's narrowed his list. He, he tweeted that he's going to make a decision this week. We are now nearing the end of the week, and he has narrowed his list to the Ohio State Buckeyes, his hometown team, and your beloved hometown Duke Blue Devils. But those are the two teams he's narrowed it down to. We've been here before. We've seen this story before. We saw it with Rodney Hood, who was best friends with LaQuentin Ross. They were Mississippi boys. LaQuentin Ross was recruiting Rodney Hood to come to Ohio State. It looked like it was a done deal. And then Jeff Capel came, came knocking. <laughs> And he left with less baggage than he arrived with, and yes. Rodney Hood ended up in Duke. Uh, so I'm calling my shot, Seth Towns to Duke out of nowhere. During a period, by the way, where recruiting's not supposed to be going on, yeah, um, he's being recruited by Duke, so he's going to go to Duke. And I'm going to let be- me let me just say this: Coach K faked a back injury in 1995 to recruit Vince Carter. Uh, you never, you can, you can never <laughs> forget that. You know, it wasn't because about it wasn't about games. It wasn't about anything other than the fact that he wanted. Vince Carter to go play for Duke, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So this is the world of recruiting. Coach K is not going to stop, and Tommy Amaker, of course, is going to funnel this kid to Duke. I yeah. don't think I don't think that you should get your hopes no. up. It, it, any of the hometown stuff that you you think actually plays a part, it doesn't because Duke's involved, and uh, yep. he's going to Duke. So uh, congratulations, Seth. Welcome to the Duke family. It is a brotherhood, and uh, I'm sure you'll love it. And I don't even, I don't even know if Duke has a scholarship form right now. So uh, pour one out for whatever poor sap gets cut from the team. Uh, <laughs> like it's forced to transfer uh sucks to be you uh finally shout out to bryce drew yeah, uh new head coach back. of the grand canyon lopes what are the antelopes or are they just called the lopes do they just uh, just say lopes let's just, just keep it lopes. lopes yeah uh he is the coach the new coach of the lopes um <laughs> i was thinking about this man the coaching carousel <laughs> this offseason is going to kind of suck isn't it because no one's. I feel like no one's going to get fired because everyone can argue that they would have made a run in the tournament. And it's like yeah. you can't fire Shaka Smart now because who knows if he would have, you know, went on a little the, bit of a run. Yeah, made the yeah. tournament. Who, who knows? They could have made the yeah, tournament. could have made the tournament. <laughs> he could have gone to the Final Four. He's, we've been there before with yeah. Shaka Smart. People forget he went to the Final Four one time. Um, so I, I feel like no one's going to get fired and the coaching carousel is not going to turn and it's not going to be that. That's That's – unfortunate but lmu no. still open so maybe i could get hired by lmu and we could uh spice things up a little bit that's what i'm hoping for i hope that you get hired by lmu and i'm hoping that arizona fires sean miller and then we get like a, a, a full bidding war with arizona leaking that they offered rick patino the chance to come visit mm. tucson it's not a firm offer but they want him to come visit you know mm. some stuff like that um that's what i'm hoping for arizona yeah. is the only hope we have I'm sorry to say, man, as a guy who has tried to get Mike Bray hired at like 30 different schools throughout the course of the season, I think it's not happening. I don't think Mike Bray's leaving Notre Dame, unfortunately. Mike Bray to Arizona sounds like a lot of fun to me. <laughs> it's just a Nike school. That's the only holdup. Maybe they changed to Under Armour, bring Mike Bray down there, and, uh, and finally change things around. That's the, that's the only hope we have. Uh, speaking of coaches that are insane, can we talk about Coach Musselman? Uh, he did a full right, practice. Yeah. Uh, for people that didn't see this, the Arkansas head coach, Eric Musselman, did a full run through a practice with no players. Um, but he was also simultaneously watching a full scrimmage and talking to said players. Um, it was probably the most insane thing you could ever see. Yeah without the backdrop of it being a joke, I guess. But uh, it was insanity. I'm fired up. I think that Musselman could coach these ghosts uh, into, you know, a championship team. 
Um, but what say you? What did you think? Musselman, I think Musselman has entered the territory of um, the kind of guy who, if it's your coach, you love it. And if it's not, you're like, holy hell, what is, who is this guy? And what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. He, he has become a meme. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he, he's part of the sister meme crowd and uh, he's fully leaned in. He's done the full like recruiting pitch where you do the shot and they like, right. he, they like dunk over Musselman. Right, right. <laughs> he just, what is he doing? I, I don't know what he's doing. And then I saw all the coaches, like Nick Van Exel and all these, like, older, like, basketball guys, are, like, tweeting, like, you know, if your coach wants to be the social media star, you know, that's not where you want to play. Like, this is right. like a social media game. And, you know, I feel like eventually it's going to hurt Musselman, but I somewhat, I somehow can't look away. Yeah, right. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. it's a beautiful train wreck. I, I want to make fun of him, but at the same time, like, if I was an Arkansas fan and he was doing all this shit, I'd be like, hell yeah, coach. That's why yeah. we love him. That's he's our guy, you know. Yeah. Like he's only so. been there a year, and they're like, "That's our, that's our coach. Yeah, that's our guy." <laughs> I love coaches like that, though. When they get to that point, um, like Kentucky's like that with Cal. Obviously, like that's a great yeah. example of Cal. If Cal was if Cal was a t- Tennessee coach and was doing everything the exact same, Kentucky fans would be losing their minds at like how he manipulates the media and, yes. and yes. complains yes. about how he's t- or you know just the whole we we've, we've gone over a million times. But he's not. He's the Kentucky coach, so they love him, and that's great. That's what makes college basketball great. We're all irrational when we cheer for our teams, and uh, God love him. So congratulations, Eric Musselman, running a practice with no one else in the gym. <laughs> what a maniac. What an absolute um, maniac. All right, that's it. That's the show. We'll be back uh, next week. Stay safe out there, everybody. Wash your hands, and uh, tell your loved ones you love them, but do not give them hugs. See you guys. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.